Well, please open your Bibles up to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 6 and 7, looking at Noah for our communion meditation. The Word of God. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Let's pray. Dear Father, help me to clearly and correctly show your intent in our passage today. You are so gracious to give us your living word that we may feast upon it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it's been a while since I've done a communion meditation. Um, I have been presenting what the Bible has to say about various men for our examples and relating it to communion. So we've been through John the Baptist, Thomas, Abel, Enoch, and now today we come to Noah. And each of these, of course, has a different um, aspect that the Lord wants to teach us. And so today we're going to be looking at works and faith in Noah. Now, there's a broader reason that we are looking at these examples, and it actually comes from Hebrews directly. If you want to turn back a few pages to Hebrews chapter 6, uh, we'll get uh, an idea of why we are doing this. So Hebrews 6, 11 and 12. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Do you see the love in this proposition here, this desire we desire that each one of you, brothers and sisters in our, in our church family here, we need to do that. We need to be desiring that each individual will have this blessing, will show the diligence and full assurance of hope until the end that would not become sluggish, but through faith and patience inherit the promises, the promises of God, the best things to have. That's what we want for each other. And so that's why we're looking at this today. Okay, let's get back to our passage, back to Noah. So turn back to Hebrews 11, and we'll walk through these verses. Verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, as a reminder, here, here we have presented two aspects of our faith, and both must be present. If we don't have both aspects of the faith presented here, we do not have biblical faith. So what are the two aspects? But without faith, it is impossible to believe him, to please him. For he who comes to God must be. Believe that he is. Must believe that he is. Must believe in the existence of God. You have to. But that's not enough. General revelation can 
can show that God exists. But we need more. Remember James 2.19. That says, You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. So there must be more. So it goes on. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now what is this about? This is about salvation. Trusting in the Lord that at the end of this, we'll be okay. We'll be saved. If we repent and if we come to him in faith, a faith that diligently seeks him, a true faith. Jesus said, he who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. What a precious promise that we have. So that's that's faith, the two aspects of faith. Let's go on. Verse 7, by faith. Okay, that introductory clause right there, we'll come back to that later. Noah, Noah, he is a historical man. And uh, we need to guard ourselves against the cartoon Noah. Right now, we can go over to Walmart, unfortunately open on the Sabbath, and we can walk into the, uh, the bathroom section and find a shower curtain with the cartoon Noah. And then we can walk over to the... Um, baby section, and we can find all kinds of things for Noah in the baby section. There's cute little things, little animals, and, and uh, pillows, and all these things. But we need to remember, Noah was real. He was historical. He was a man's man. Take your hand and, and, and look at it. If you're a man, if you're a wife, look at your husband's hand. If you're a, a, a child, look at your father's hand. Look at that hand, and imagine it calloused. Imagine splinters, lots of them, big ones. That was Noah's hand. He was a real man. He was probably in good shape. And we know from the scriptures, he was righteous as compared to other men, which means he made godly choices along the way. Well, I pulled out my wall chart again to look at the timeline to, to um, see about the flood, when it happened and, and who was alive the flood happened, according to Usher, and I, I believe it's a good, a good biblical date, 2348 B.C. Now, interest, interestingly, none of the family of Noah, of the, the, the men who lived a long time, none of them were alive except for Noah. The last two, Lamech, he lived to 777 years old, and he dies five years before the flood. Methuselah, dies the year of the flood, but right before the flood. And there, I've checked this out with a couple of reputable sources. I believe it to be true. He lived 969 years, Methuselah did. Wow. Now, we remember that, but many of us don't remember that Noah lived 950 years, almost as long. He lives all the way up, and he, he dies only two years before Abraham was born. So I just say all this to help us to understand that Noah was a historical man. He was 600 years old at the time of the flood. Shem, his son, was 98. It gives you an idea what the, what the family looked like. He was a real man. The Bible says so. The Bible doesn't even try to prove it. It doesn't have to. It's, it's in the Bible. That's historical. It can't get any more historical than that. 
So he was divinely warned. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned, that means that he had this revelation directly from God as God talked to him. Moved with godly fear. That's an interesting phrase. In the military, for an enemy to be ascertained as a credible threat, he needs two things. First of all, he needs capability. And second of all, he needs willingness. If he has those two things, capability and willingness, he is considered a credible threat. Well, Noah thought this way of God. And to put it another way, Noah believed in the killing power of God. And he believed in the righteous anger of God. And it moved him. It moved him. Moved with godly fear. Well, now we're getting to the main point, and we'll read the, the, the second part of this verse and then talk about Genesis. Prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. Now, if we were to turn back to Genesis and look at Noah and read all about him, we would see that he is a man of action. Here's some things. Genesis 6.22 Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. 7.5. And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. For, the, for brevity's sake, I'll skip some of these. But Genesis 8.20. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And you know, there was another thing that, uh, that, that Noah did. Probably had a to-do list. And uh, at the top of his to-do list was a project. This was his project. Rebuild the civilization of the world. And he did that. Here we are. So Noah was a man of action. Now, he wasn't perfect. We know that. The next chapter, he gets drunk. But Noah goes down in the history books as doing all that God commanded him. Now, those are good works. He was a man of action. He was a man of good works, and that is to be commended. But here's where we come to the main point of this passage. Of all these things, building the ark, a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of dedication, offering sacrifices, executing everything that God commanded, rebuilding civilization, while mentioned... None of these things are the basis of his righteousness. Now, how do we know that? Well, we know it by the context of Hebrews. This whole middle section of Hebrews is all about faith. And then if we look at our chapter, this chapter is about faith. It even gives a definition as we start out the chapter. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. And then we go through. Every one of these people is about faith. We can see that. And then when we zoom in on our Verse, it starts with by faith and it ends by faith. Now, I think that Noah may be listed here for a specific reason. We may be tempted to think of Noah as righteous by his works and what he did. But the Bible is showing us clearly here that all those things that he did, that's not the emphasis. In closing, I'd like to 
I'd like to tell you something that might make you a little bit sad. You may be a little disappointed in yourself. None of you, and myself included, none of us are probably ever going to do the works of Noah. But don't be too hard on yourself. Um, the Lord's probably not going to give you quite as much time and resources as he gave Noah. But you're probably not going to do as much. Um, neither is Kevin Swanson. Neither is uh, Phil Kaiser. R.C. Sproul went to be with the Lord this week. And he impacted millions of people. At one point in his, um, in his ministry, he was impacting 2 million people per week as he listened to his radio show. But probably even he was not as impactful. He probably did not do as much as Noah did. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter as far as righteousness goes. And that's the main message that we have. Noah's faith enabled him to enter with all of creation into a covenant. And that covenant is signified by a beautiful bow in the sky today. So as we, we look to the table, may we enter into this covenant sign here today by faith. Let's pray. Father, you put before us here a man who did mighty works in the midst of a crooked generation. You want us to remember that. But in terms of righteousness, that comes by faith alone in Christ alone. Guard us, I pray, of looking to others or ourselves as righteous by our works. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.